0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. As you can see, we have a little different setting this morning. And uh, we got some bikes up here. We're going to talk about them in just a few moments. But I want to just share just a little bit what is Christmas about. I know we know, but are we really including him in our Christmas? You know, to the world, Christmas means money to the businessman who has that department store. It means hiring more help. It means making enough profit during that time that when the lean times come, it it keeps them afloat. It means, uh, to many times, it means to our, our little kids, it's, I want my gift, And it can become so materialistic that we we lose the real meaning what Christmas is about. And it's fun to have the decorations and have the tree. It's fun to uh, enjoy the season. But who is it really about? It's about Jesus. It's about remembering His birth, His life. And I I think about when we're gathered, you know, for families, and and how many have ever felt the pressure, you want a perfect Christmas? You want things to go right, but usually they don't because we're not perfect, are we? You know, the cake is burnt, or, or something happens, or, you know, family situations come up, and I can remember Christmases, you know, that wanting everything to be right. I can remember years and years ago when the cost of Christmas trees just shot up. I mean, we'd get a live tree every year, um, and they just got so expensive. And it was one of those Christmases where things were lean. Does anybody know what I mean? <laughs> And it seems like, why are finances tight and Christmas is here? And, and said, well, and we've watched some Christmas movies and, you know, how they went out in the woods and they chopped down their own tree. So we're, told Ellen, I said, we're going to get our own tree. Going out into the woods, going to cut down the Christmas tree. So I had a couple friends uh, with me and uh, they took another uh, vehicle, large truck, and and we're, we're off to go get a Christmas tree. My friend knew someone that had some property that we can get on and, and find a tree. So we, we make our way. It's a couple hours uh, outside of Memphis, and we we find the place. And I told my friend, I said, there's all kinds of signs here It says no trespassing. Are you sure we're at the right place? He said, oh, yeah, this is it. Now, they didn't have cell phones then. He was using directions, you know. <laughs> this is it. I said, so, okay. Well, you know, it was remarkable to me. There was all these trees. Uh, it's, it's remarkable that all these Christmas trees are here. But anyway, that should have been a sign. But he said, no, I'm telling you, it's okay. It's okay. So we, we drive up and uh, make our way back down this path. And I got a little concerned because I saw some some mud and it, it rained the night before, and but it looked okay, so we drive down there and we park, and we start looking for a tree and I thought, well that 's a beautiful tree, and it seemed like it 's hard to get to perspective, you know when all these huge trees are around and you see this tree, it looks small, I think this will be perfect, and we we cut down that tree, and we get them a tree also, and we we get them all packed and ready to go, tied down and all this. I start to leave, and I'm not going nowhere. I'm stuck in mud. Of course, we didn't have a shovel or anything, and we're hunting the woods trying to find something to dig us out. And he said, well, let me just pull you out. He's stuck also. So we're, we're digging and and. And, and trying to get free, get out of this. And we work on this for probably a couple hours. said, so, well, we need to start walking. So we start walking. It's got to be someone that lives around there. <laughs> and we keep walking. And the, the road that was uh, just, you know, dirt becomes nothing. You know, <laughs> so We're going the wrong way or something. Let's try this way. And we finally, this guy drives by. And... Uh, it's a farmer and he said, uh, you stuck? I said, we're stuck. He said, we'll get you out. He said, it'll be a little bit because I've got to go down and get the tractor. And so anyway, he uh, comes back. He pulls us out. I, I pay him some money and, and thank him. Back on the road, back to Memphis. Now, by this time, I am not the happiest camper. I'm, I'm Wearing thin, you know, I'm about ready to burn any Christmas tree I see. But anyway, get back home. And at that time, we lived in a, a condominium, and it was uh, the closer we got to the place, I noticed that that tree was getting bigger and bigger. And sure enough, the tree would not even go in. I couldn't even get it in. So, so we're gonna have to do some trimming here. Trimmed on the tree where I could get it in. I get it in, and I said, oh, it's perfect. It's hitting the ceiling. It's just perfect. Whoops, forgot about Christmas stand. It's going to go in a Christmas stand. It will not work. It will not fit. Let's get this thing out of here, pull it back out. I'm out there. By this time, it's nighttime. I'm out in the back cutting on this tree, trying to get this tree in. I get the tree finally back in, get it set, and by then, of course, Ellen's ready to decorate it. I'm ready to go to bed. The next year, we had our first artificial tree. Thank God for artificial trees. It doesn't always go smoothly, but you know the good thing? When you put Jesus in your Christmas, you find the peace. You find that that place of contentment in Him. And just to... To worship Him, you find that place of peace. But any Christmas that doesn't have Jesus in it, it's not really Christmas. And it comes up empty. It just comes up hollow. We must have Christmas with Jesus in it. And I thought about when we're celebrating Jesus' birth, His birthday, think about this that maybe you have a friend that you want to throw a birthday party for. And you send out invitations, you invite people to come, and you, you pick out the place, and you, you're all set. The invitations come back, people are coming, and, and you decorate the room, you get the food all ready. And people are there at the right place at the right time. They have their presence. And then it hits you. The guest of honor was never invited. But you just go ahead and ignore that. Now, let's just give presents to each other. It's his birthday. Maybe we should spend some time with the guest of honor, yes. the one who really matters. Maybe we should set aside some time and spend with him. Maybe turn off the you know, it means football. During this time of year. That's what holidays, sports, football, sports, NBA. How about those Grizzlies? Triple overtime over the Spurs. Notice how I included that in my sermon. <laughs> but see, we have to, if anyone should, it has to be us to put Him first, to have Him in our life. Do you have all the activities of Christmas yet? Ignore or forget the true or the real meaning of Christmas, what Christmas is about. How many like Christmas movies? Uh, we enjoy the Christmas movies and Ellen Head, It's a Wonderful Life on the other day, and I, my favorite movies. I can be busy doing something, it just draws me like a magnet. And I just, I love the show. And, and you watch these Christmas movies, and there's always a conflict, and there's always, a resolution, and you get this warm, fuzzy feeling. You said, where's the eggnog? Where's the food? I feel warm and fuzzy. I'm hungry. (laughs) But it always talks about family. It tells us, these movies tell us that Christmas is about family. It's about love. It's about giving. And that's true. But the truth is, that Jesus, or I should say that God, gave of His family because He loves us. And He wanted us to be a part of His family. That's what this thing is about. It is about family. Christmas is about family. It's about being His child, being His son, being His daughter. In Acts 3 verse 25 it says, You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant covenant. Which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, "And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. This is a direct quote from Genesis 28 when God was speaking to Abraham and said, "In your seed, I'm going to bless the families of the earth." Now, we know the seed is talking about Jesus Christ. God wants to bless your family. God wants your family blessed. But you know, a blessed family is a family that has Jesus in it. That Jesus is in the center of that family. That's a blessed family. Oh, pastor, I know some families that are blessed and they don't love God. It's illusion. The Bible says a blessed family is one that has the Son. One that's living for the Lord. You want the blessing of the Lord in your family? Put Jesus in it. At the center. Let your life revolve around Him. And then you find that things are good even in our natural world. You'll find that it's laced with Him. That He's in it. That He's in the family. In fact, we saw uh, in the series I did earlier this year, that family or father actually, the word family is derived from it. Our father, God, is a, a family man, he's a family God. He loves family. And the Bible says in Ephesians 3 that the whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. Our name is derived from Jesus Christ. Israel, when a stranger came, God said, accept them as family when they follow me. When they follow the Lord, it it delighted God to take in the strangers, those that were not part of Israel, who would follow the Lord. He said, make them family. And it says that singles were connected to family. So you can be a single person in this church, but you're not alone because... You're connected to family. People that love you are praying for you and they're for you. That's what God wants. He wants to bless families. Because He is a Father who loves family. I'm going to ask our Air Force class to come up at this time. They um, are going to minister to us for a few moments and a few minutes. And they can come on up now. But you know, our Air Force uh, Department, they, they do their own service. They have praise and worship. They have teaching of the Word. They have prayer. They have ministry. These kids know how to pray. They pray for each other. They get prayer results. They get answers. Ellen will tell me of, of, of people being, kids being saved or, or asking for prayer for their family and they'll hear about the good reports later. Because God answers prayer. And I'm so excited about their ministry. And we need to thank the Lord for every teacher and every assistant, every young person that helps in the children's ministry. I think there's uh, like 40 people who are involved in our children's ministry. We take it very seriously. And I was thinking about the, um, the boy who went to heaven. Remember, eight years old, Colton? Colton. Remember his last name, but Heaven is Real. Anybody read the book, Heaven is Real? Recommend the book if you haven't read it. But when he came back, he told told Jesus, he said, I don't want to leave. He said, you have to go back. And Colton said, why, Jesus? Why do I have to go back? He said, because I'm I'm answering your dad's prayer. But he said two things to him. He said... I came back because God answered your prayers, Dad. But also, Jesus wants you to know He really loves the children. And Colton told him that, I think, three or four times. He really loves the children. He really loves the children. And see, many times we put children's ministry, well, it's not as significant as adult ministry. Not in the eyes of Jesus. I want you to know that children's ministry is of the utmost importance to God. Just as important as ministry to anyone else. Because this is family. They're part of the family of God. And they don't babysit. I mean, they're back there hearing about the things of God. Same for all our classes. Our nursery. they, They love on our kids. They're praying for those kids in there. Our toddlers, our toddlers are hearing the Word of God and we hear reports. Ellen will tell me about parents that are saying how their child uh, would latch on to a scripture or something and our, our life changers. So important that we teach them and train them. Abraham, and I'm going to stop and let them do their thing. Abraham, you know why God chose Abraham. The Bible says that he was chosen because he would teach his children the ways of the Lord. Wow. Did I read that right? And I read that and says that's the reason that God chose him. Because Abraham would be an example and teach his children the ways of God. And look at Abraham. He became the father of our faith. And don't let me leave out the youth since I'm looking at Mandy here. <laughs> our youth are in great hands. John and Mandy are doing a great job. And our, our youth are on fire for God. So ministry to all ages of our children are so important. So I want you to be blessed as a minister to us. I'm going to sing with them. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn the mic off and sing down here with them. Be blessed.
1: Hello everyone. my name is Aaron Thomas and today I'm going to talk about Air Force. Air Force means join airs with Jesus Christ. Every Sunday we have a lesson and my favorite lesson of them all is about is about faith and how to pray for, to pray for something and to fight the fight of faith and if you win you'll get what you're looking for at the end. Also every Sunday we have an offering lesson which shows you should give at least 10% of what you get. The offering is when you give more than 10% and when you reap what you sow, so you get a lot more in return. Also, in the month of November, we learn the Old Testament verse, <laughs> chapters, so here's Titus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Songs, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Songs, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joe, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Um, fun day. Fun day is at the end of every month, and one of the leaders let us go play and color for about thirty minutes. Then we go back to our seats, eat snack, and watch a movie. Most of the time, it's Superbook. Superbook is a video that we watch, and it's two kids and a robot that go back to the past and go to something like David and Goliath, and then they talk to them, and they bring Superbook brings them back. <sighs> Cerebrook is something that gets us closer to God and helps me realize what I have to do in my life to, and not want to punch people in the face while I watch it. <laughs> Just kidding, but it helps me realize what, what's important in my life like what Christ did for me. Do a song for um, y'all, and it's called Rise Up. Uh, Hannah, just a minute. What is the most important thing about praise and worship, leading the boys
0: and girls into? Praise and worship each Sunday as we do the motions and we raise our hands and we close our eyes and we focus on the Lord, right? And then we pray at the end so that the Lord will move on each boy and girl and minister to them during praise and worship. Isn't that right, Hannah? We have often asserted, and we affirm it yet again, that no fact in history is better attested than the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It must not be denied by any who are willing to pay the slightest respect to the testimony of their fellow men. That Jesus, who died upon the cross, and was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, literally rise again from the dead. Thank you, Lord. And they do a great job. And that's just a portion of them. A lot of people around town are already gone uh, home for Christmas, but family, God is in the family. He's also into love because it's, the Bible says that God is love. In Romans 5.8 it says, God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And when you read Scripture a little bit past that, you see that it's His hope that because of His death and the price that it would paid, we would see the demonstration of His love that we would accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. His love for us, even when we were against Him. Still sinners, totally... Unaware of our great need for Him. He died for us. In 1 John 4, 9, it says, God showed how much He loved us by sending this one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And of course I think of John 3.16 That God so loved the world That He gave His only begotten Son That whoever would believe in Him Would not perish But have eternal life. He paid the price. We believe in Him. We actually... He makes us sons and daughters. We become a part of His family of believing in Him in Galatians three twenty six it says you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all of you were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ so you become sons when you trust and believe in the sacrifice and you enter into a relationship with God He makes you a son He makes you a daughter and you're a part of the family of God you have family in heaven. And you have family in the earth. You have family in other nations. Throughout this earth, you have family. Because of the body of Christ. You have family here locally, internationally. You're connected. Say, I'm connected. I'm connected. I heard a preacher tell about this that he had a man come to his church who was a older preacher and said he came and he told a, a story about a father, a son, and a son's friend that went sailing. And it was off the coast, uh, it was in, off the of, uh, coast of California. Anyway, they went sailing and they were way out and a storm, sudden storm came up and the, the boat, the, the sailboat capsized. It was a very desperate situation. And they had, the, the father had a lifeline. But he had to make a tough decision. Because both his son and his son's friend were in the water. He had one lifeline. But he knew his son believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and was a believer. But he knew his son's friend was not. And he made the tough decision. He hollered out to his son and said, I love you, son. And then took the lifeline and threw it to his son's friend. He pulled in his son's friend, but it was too late to throw the rope back out to get his son. His son died and they never recovered the body. There was two teenagers sitting listening to this and after the, the message they came up to him and they said, you know, that's an amazing story, but it's just not realistic. Why would a why would father let his son die in hopes that his, his son's friend would get saved or become a believer? Why would he do that? And the man said, you know, that's exactly what happened. I am the son's friend. And he said, when I saw my friend's father do this, he said, it showed me the love of God, that God loves me that much. And God ministered to me. And he said, I've been proclaiming the good news ever since. But you know, what's what God did for us God threw out, or sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and He died in the hope that we would receive Jesus, that we would be received into the family of God. What great love the Father has bestowed upon us. I've heard of two cases where that actually took place one was the Titanic. That the same thing happened. That's the love of God in action. Can you imagine that type of decision? But we, we need to know that that cross represents the love of God. That He loved us so much. They gave us life for us. Christmas is also about giving God so loved the world that He gave. He's a giver. And the reason that we give gifts to each other is because He's the first to give. He's the giver of life. He's the Creator. And He's a generous, good God. The greatest gift ever, of course, is Jesus Christ. No greater gift has ever been given in the history of mankind. 2 Corinthians 9.15, it says... Thank God for His Son, His gift, too wonderful for words. What a Christmas present, Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 9.15, it says, Now thanks be to God for His gift, precious, beyond telling, His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. It's the greatest gift. It's Jesus Christ. But I do believe that we're to display His love by giving and blessing people, and one of the ways love is displayed is by giving. Here at Christmas time, and you see these bikes. It's this is bikes for Christmas that was laid on the heart of Dorothy Ruiz. Where's Dorothy? Raise your hand. <laughs> and. And it came out, the love of God came out, it's it's giving. And you you gave to help make this take place. And this is what has happened. Two teenagers uh, received gift cards that were purchased for them. Eighteen new bikes were purchased. Eight families were blessed with gifts. Each of these bikes would be delivered on Christmas Eve with a bow and a card. See the bow and the card with a personal scripture. The ages are 5 years to 14 years old. And this is an outreach. It's in the people in our church family. It's an outreach to others. So we're going to pray. And we're going to believe God that these gifts, that each child knows where they came from. That there is a God who loves them. Will you agree with me? That's uh, Rob and Shauna, Ellen, come up here. Just put your hands on a bike. Don't ride it off. Just... Put your hands on the bike. Y'all stretch your hands up here. Why don't you stand up for a moment? Just stretch your hands up here. We're going to pray for these bikes and all these gifts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for Dorothy and her heart for you. And God, we thank you that you laid this ministry on her heart and we get to participate and take, take part in it. And Father, we bless these bikes in the name of Jesus. We declare that each and every person that receives a bike knows where it came from. The Lord, it's revealed to them that it came from you. And God, we, we pray that through this expression of love that they come to know you. That they bow their heart to you. And even the scripture that is given to them in the card, Lord, that that scripture speaks to them. We speak protection over their lives. We speak safety as they ride these bikes and enjoy them. And Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise that we're able to give and able to bless. Be glorified. Be blessed, Lord, by our giving. Because we give because you gave. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord thanks. Give Him a hand to be seated. Another place that we expressed our giving this Christmas is at Hope House. And uh, I, I have a report here, but we have an updated report that Wendy sent. And Zach's going to come and he's going to read um, this updated message about what Christmas at Hope House, what happened and what it did. Where's Wendy? Is Wendy here? Are they, they're out of town already? Okay. Go ahead.
2: So this is what Wendy sent to everyone that received this text. It says, I wanted to thank you all at Church of the Harvest. Through everyone's donations and love, Father God blessed 39 kids with gifts for Christmas. 39 children. Think about that. That's awesome. And they weren't just given one gift but many and given so much love with so much love that the kids were able to sense it. Also, 15 families received multiple photos of their families framed and wrapped with a letter written to them from Father God using Scripture, letting them know how much Father God loves them and wants them to be a daddy to them. Thank, thank you so much, all of you, all the church. The best part was we didn't plan to do any of it. Jesus laid it on, in our lap, and we ran with it. And many, many lives were changed for God's glory. Merry Christmas, and thank you from Hope House.
0: Amen. Amen. And I, I know the extraordinary women's, uh, the women's ministry is greatly involved in that, getting these uh, gifts together for the kids. And, and then last, we had our Christmas gift offering, where we were able to bless the, the single parents of a single income in our church family, bless them with Christmas. And uh, the testimonies and the thank yous just grab your heart, because it makes all the difference when there's a family looking after and got somebody's back. Amen? So thank you uh, for all that you do. And, and, and also that serves Benevolence Ministry, which all year round we're helping those that are in emergency situations and blessing them. I'm going to uh, close here with the... Let me read some of the Christmas story to you. And uh, let me tell you something that's good to do during the season is take communion as a family. Take it at home as a family. And just remember about this, what Christmas is about. Luke 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people For there is born to you this day in the city of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Think about this baby, Christ, the Lord of glory came to this earth as a baby. He could have came in a, in a lightning bolt. He could have came with a grand display, but He came as a baby. Think about this, that God, the Creator, made Himself vulnerable. He, he had to rely on other people to feed Him and to take care of Him, to carry Him different places. This baby, Christ the Lord. I don't know what you're going through, Maybe this is a tough time for you. Maybe there's memories and there's things that you need to give to Him. You need to go to Jesus. You need to look to Him. Because the only place you will find perfection, the only place that you'll find true satisfaction and contentment and peace is in Jesus, looking to Him. It's the only place. And maybe you have some loved ones that have gone home to be with the Lord. Maybe that's something that you're dealing with. But let me tell you, when you go to Jesus, He'll give you peace even with that. And I I was given this by a friend who who sent me this. I thought, this is powerful. I won't read it to you, but be of good cheer if they're with the Lord. Let me read this to you and let minister to you. It's called Spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I see countless Christmas trees around the world below with tiny lights like heaven stars reflecting in the snow. The sight is so spectacular. Please wipe away that tear for I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I hear the many Christmas songs that people hold so dear. But earthly music can't compare With the Christmas choir up here. I have no words to tell you the joy their voices bring, for it's beyond description to hear the angels sing. I know how much you miss me. Trust God and have no fear, for I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. I can't tell you of the splendor or the peace here in this place. Can you imagine Christmas with our Savior? face to face. May God uplift your spirit as I tell him of your love. Then pray for one another as you lift your eyes above. So let your hearts be joyful and let your spirit sing for I'm spending Christmas in heaven and I'm walking with my King. You get comfort and peace when you go to Jesus, when you go to Him. So I want you to bow your heads. And I want to give you an opportunity. It says that Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. And that's another term for burial cloths. Because when Israel found a dead person, they carried around cloths because they weren't to touch them. See, Jesus was born to die. He was born to die for you and to be raised up to be your Lord and Savior. And you have a choice to make. Will you choose Him? Will you make Him the Lord of your life? Because Christmas is really about Him. The message of Christmas is not just his birth, it's that he died for our sins. And he raised, he, was, he rose again on the third day. He conquered death and the hell in the grave. What's that mean? He can conquer any dying place in your life. Any place that is dying. The life of God. Look to Jesus and He will bring peace. All He wants for Christmas is you. So all He wants is you. Will you give Him your heart today? Will you make room for Jesus? He's in love with you. Because He wants you and His family. He loves you, you so much He gave of His family where you could be a part of His family that's you today I'm not going to ask you to come down I'd like for you to when the prayer partners are down here but right now if you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life or maybe you've done this in the past but you realize you're not living for him and today you're ready to live for him no one looking around everyone praying if that's you I want you to just lift up your hand say that's me I want prayer this morning and we'll all pray together and Jesus will answer that prayer thank you Jesus yes thank you Lord and one else say I need Jesus let's pray together say dear God thank you for Jesus Christ I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior I believe He died for me And he was raised from the dead. I receive him as Lord of my life. I'll live for you, Lord, all the days of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live for you. And I thank you for your love and your amazing grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord thanks. Give him a hand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Such a good guy. If you look in your seat and you'll pull out your service guide and get your connection card, if you'll fill it out. You accepted Jesus Christ this morning. Mark on there. Have a book we'd like to send you. And come down for prayer afterwards that someone can agree with you. The greatest decision that you could ever make is what you made this morning when you made Jesus Lord of your life. You're already a believer. Make sure you put Jesus in your Christmas. Minister and worship Him. Take some time and be with Him. You'll never be the same. If you need an envelope for your giving this morning, if you lift your hand, you can still give to our Christmas gift offering. We're still uh, needing some more in that area. And you can just designate on your check. Uh, Christmas gift offering that will go to uh, for benevolence for 2015 to help people. Thank you so much for being such a giving people and such a loving people. I look forward to this new year. I know God has great things in store for us. Go ahead, eat and get your fill. Prayer and fasting time's coming. <laughs> and we're going to seek the Lord together, and God will, He'll visit, He'll, he will speak to each and every one of us. Amen. We got some milk and cookies in and, and just a moment. I'll uh, ask you not to just hurry off. Spend some time. Uh, tell some people Merry Christmas. Spend some time with some people maybe you don't normally do. and Talk to them and greet them. Because we're family. Let's spend some time together. It's supposed to be a shortened service, so I made it longer, of course. That's okay? <laughs> thank you, Lord. That's, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much as we give today. We give in faith. We give cheerfully. We give, Lord, out of a heart full of thanksgiving for your glorious King. And we love you and we serve you. We're honored to be adopted into your family. How can we say thanks? How can we say we love you? It seems like words are inadequate. But Lord, we say it. We say thank you. And we say we love you. Thank you as we give. You give back to us so much more than we give. In Jesus' name, amen. Give us the Lord has directed you to give. As soon as you give, go ahead and stand up. We're going to go out singing. Everybody stand up, uh, if you can. (laughs) God bless you. We love you. Merry Christmas. Let's worship the Lord.
3: down